for them it's like in their minds though that time equates to more success Mm. when it really doesn't welcome to pencil leadership i'm chris anderson success and lifestyle entrepreneur and i'm on a mission to help you realize your full potential so you can leave a positive mark on the world so if you're ready take out your pencils and let's begin So we have Vanessa Zami on today, and we are going to be diving into how we can cut through all the busy work as a solopreneur or even entrepreneur early on to be more effective and productive in our daily lives. So if you feel like you have too much on your plate or just can't get it all done, and maybe you feel overwhelmed and stress in your life, this episode is for you. And if you like anything you hear, make sure you share it on Instagram and tag at Pencil Leadership and subscribe to the show so you don't miss future episodes. So my story is I actually grew my business <laughs> um, while having my own day job. It's such a while working a day job and is a six-figure salary at a multi-billion dollar company. And so built my business while doing that work awesome. <laughs> strategy for them. And essentially, my whole thing is what I do is I focus on helping busy corporate women in implementing efficient and effective strategies in their marketing, their sales and their time so that they can make this business happen. Because to a lot of reason why entrepreneurs fail and part of it is essentially they get to that point where they're just overloaded and they're burnt out. Right. And unfortunately, it's for a lot of people because they're still stuck in that security of the day job. It's like, well, I guess the business wasn't meant to be. I guess entrepreneurship wasn't meant to be right. Their friends and family are telling them, well, you know, not everyone makes it. You tried your best. Right. And so that for them, they say, let me not do the business instead. Right. So they keep their day job. They continue hating their Mondays. They continue being miserable. Maybe 20 years from now, another pandemic happens and they decide to do a business, right? But essentially, yeah. it's like this whole cycle, unfortunately. And what I do, my focus with your business catalyst is to catalyze people's vision and to equip them and empower them, ambitious solopreneurs to keep moving forward in their vision. So that mm-hmm. when that faithful day comes, because we're all going to die one day, when that faithful day comes, they can say yeah. that they lived their life without any shit it could have would and lived their life without regret. And I'm all about essentially making the business happen while sleeping so um, and while ensuring that you are not burnt out so we can go more that more detail probably yeah no that's awesome and so you built your business while you were in your corporate position right yeah Mm -hmm. and so i'm guessing that this topic kind of was probably birthed during that journey yeah exactly exactly okay i was a little along the same line i was trying to figure out what i was going to do with mine and i got to the point where i guess you could say unconventionally I quit my day job before my business was going and went full time into it, which I don't recommend people doing. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot See, of and that's the thing. The thing is that like it's not unconventional. It's actually the norm that people do. Yeah. And people fantasize it, right? Like there are a lot okay. of people who like like you're probably the first person who probably said, I don't recommend that. Don't do that, right? And yeah. or like you did it and you say don't do it. Versus people are like, Oh yes, I did it and I made it and it's just like glamorous <laughs> and you right. Yeah, it's something. Doing that is a lot. (laughs) So yeah, but I understand though, when I was trying to figure it out and when I was trying to even start the process of like, what's my business going to be, look like, Mm -hmm. be structured during when I was doing my nine to five, like it's a lot. And so what did you find was like the most cause of being overworked during that? I mean, you're wearing a lot of hats obviously, but was there something that kind of stuck out most to you that you're looking back on now or like, wow, that was a big piece of the busyness. So you see, Chris, here's the thing. Uh, my zone of genius is in productivity. And so I actually never actually felt myself overworked. And so my business essentially came from 
well, actually my corporate career, essentially I have my first full-time corporate job. Three months into it, I had a panic attack. And essentially I was in that moment where I was in bed and I just didn't want to wake up. I was just like, I don't know what this reality is, but it's not my reality. I don't know what this is, but no, no. <laughs> um, and so essentially that was such a, but I still stayed in corporate America for a couple of years. Cause I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's the team. I'll switch teams. Maybe it's da, 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 da. Then go to another company. Let me da, 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 you know, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it just wasn't because of that. So when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I read that book and it just opened my eyes to entrepreneurship, opened my eyes to there's this other way of living life that other people are doing that's actually leading them to the life that I'm looking to live for myself, one. But two, this life is also accessible, OMG. So <laughs> then, <laughs> then it wasn't until another couple of months later, it was a Sunday morning and I woke up on a Sunday morning and I just woke up in a trance. And literally the trance was me typing your vicious catalyst. It was just like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to help people with their vision, their dream, da, da, da. And because in that moment, I realized what everyone had been asking me since I was 13 years old. I remember this moment, I was 13 years old. I was in a train station. I took public transit all my life. I was in Boston, Massachusetts. And I was in the the train station. I remember a friend came up to me and she said, Vanessa, how do you do it? And I did not understand what she was asking. I was like, I know she's asking me for some sort of secret to something, but I don't know what the something is. I don't know. And, (laughs) but then essentially she would be the first person to ask that question, but she wouldn't be the last. And every year after that, there was always someone in some different space. When I went to California, when I went to like literally someone every single year, ever since that age, age 13, when I was on that train station, that would always say essentially, Vanessa, how do you do it? What are you doing? Like how, like what, you know, and it was when I woke up that May, going through this whole corporate job. But at that point, I had like a horrible boss who was just mm. like, I swear he was competing with me, but he was like three levels above me. So it was just like weird, but I mean, it was just a lot of things. And so while I was dealing with that, I'm not, after I read Richard, I poured out all that stuff. I then, you know, when I woke up that morning, I was like, oh, wait, this is what people are asking me. They're asking me like, how do I get stuff done? How do I achieve mm. things? How do I, you know, still make things happen in my life while still keeping my head above water <laughs> or above yeah, yeah, I'm water, 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 yeah. Keep my head on straight. That makes right. sense. And so, so was that yeah. the moment you realized that was your strength, like being yes. able to be productive yeah. with yeah. a bunch going on? It's one of those things where, like, I always knew, I realized that it was like a special strength, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Right? Like, I realized that it was like kind of like a superpower. Maybe there might be people here where you maybe in that stage where you're starting your business, you're just like, what do I do? Right. And then people are like, you know, you're so good at XYZ. You're just like, Oh, I didn't realize that was so special. Like, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you know, but it's everyone else is special. But to you, it was like, I don't know, I just do stuff. Like, Normal, what do you mean? Yeah. So yeah, that was a moment I realized it was a superpower. That one, it was a superpower. Yeah. And then two, it was like, that was my superpower. So yeah. That's awesome. So you created your vision catalyst mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. people figure that out, figure out how to go forward, right? With their vision yeah. and how to yes. do it without being overworked. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Why do you think so many people feel overworked? Are they really overworked? Or is it just kind of a mindset? I would say it is that they're, well, it's two, it's both of those things actually. Yeah. So yes, it is that they actually are overworked in the sense that, and I like to give this analogy where you have a lot of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. where, you know, like they're running, they're sweating and they're dehydrated and they're like, whoo, I'm doing all, my legs hurt. My heart hurts. Oh my goodness. Oh, water, water. Right. Yeah. But then you zoom out. And they're still in the same place. Like they're mm. literally, they were just jogging in place. They were just on the treadmill. They didn't move anywhere. They didn't take any step forward. They're just on the treadmill. They're running in place. They're jogging in place, mm. essentially. So a lot of entrepreneurs are doing a lot of things, but it's not mm-hmm. things that are moving them forward. 
I call it, you know, I'm essentially trying to do the most, but you're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. Doing that the most hustle. and going nowhere. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Productive versus busy almost, right? Yes. Precisely. Okay. Productive versus busy. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yes. 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 So why do you think people think that they just need to be busy? Like, why do you think that's, I'm sure it's because we hear so much, like you got to hustle, you got to do all everything, you need to be busy. Like, are we just programmed? Are we just hearing things wrong so much? Yes, exactly. Essentially, you are hearing a lot of things wrong, a lot of misconceptions yeah. and myths out there, right? Like you have to burn the midnight oil or like, and part of it essentially is not even rooted in entrepreneurship. Like there's part of that is entrepreneurship based, but it's also part of it that's even rooted in before even entrepreneurship, like in the corporate America space. Mm. You got to work, work hard. It's all about how much you work. I keep yeah. on working, right? Or when you were in school, like work, 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 work. Hustle, like in a, literally, I think it's like a lot of countries will look at Americans and be like, oh yeah, work so hard. Like, you know, <laughs> because it's also just like a part of the society and part of the culture as well too, where it's just yeah. the idea that you just have to keep on grinding and hustling and making things happen, all the other jazz. And that's when you're going to make it, when you do a lot of work. The more work you put in, the more results you're going to get. And I'm sure that someone could probably think about you know, that your teammate, your team member, that person at your company who got promoted, but you know, they haven't done any work. <laughs> You're like, how did that person, mm. but they didn't do anything, right? <laughs> but <that's, laughs> and essentially it's just because it's not so much how hard you work, right? It's how you're doing what it is that you're doing. And that's yeah. what I help people do is fix the their result. hustle. Essentially. Yeah. Yes. They kind of look at it from the perspective, like you mentioned a runner, you think of that and they're not moving anywhere. It's like a marathon. If I don't know if you're a long distance runner or not, but like when I'm running long distance, it's like if I try to run someone who does a lot better than me, their pace, I'm not going to be able to make it like they're going a lot faster than me. And that works for them because mm -hmm. that's their pace and they're able to succeed at that pace for the 26.2 miles. If I try to do that, I'd make it five miles, you know, and so I've got to find my pace. And it comes from the training I put in. It's come from my muscles learning how to work mm -hmm. at that pace. And so I have to run at that pace to finish that marathon. I think it's the same thing in business almost. It kind of is, right? And then part of it is what you kind of alluded to as well as another point on like the work people are doing and how they are comparing themselves to other people, right? Because mm -hmm. like, yes, okay, yes, maybe you don't start out the race at that pace, but maybe at mile 10, you know, you end up getting that pace together. You wake up to mile 26, right? But unfortunately, what's happening with a lot of people is that they'll, you know, either they're comparing themselves with someone else, all sorts of stuff, right? And I say that, you know, the biggest lesson or advice I would tell myself about go backwards is essentially, you know, don't take seven-figure advice for your four-figure business, right? Mm. Like a lot of people are out here like, oh, you know, this person's on these platforms, this person's this. Meanwhile, this person that they're comparing themselves to has a team of five people, who are doing all the yep. work for them yeah. and you know and it's just like and they have seven figure business so they have seven figure money that they're using to do all that stuff meanwhile you're sitting here like well you know i guess i have like a thousand a month that i could do like it's just two different worlds yes. two different worlds you're literally in a different race you're literally yeah. like you're in a different race that's really what yeah. it comes down to that's a good point because comparing yourself to someone else's journey can be negative and more than just like oh they're doing so much better than me it could be like well hey they're doing this i need to do that but yeah if we implement their things too fast it can actually end up hurting us exactly so that's a great exactly. point so how can solopreneurs starting out bootstrapping it What's the best way for them to go about growing successfully, be productive, not just busy, so they don't get overworked? 
that's a great loaded question, loaded question. Yeah. lots of things in that but yeah. essentially i would say number one that's the reason why i actually encourage people to keep their day job while mm-hmm. doing their business because your day job is the capital like your day job is literally funding your business at the end of the day and i mean now let's say you have some health concerns with your day job maybe okay cool fine quit your day job but get yourself some on the side or something like that right but at the end of the day your day job is helping to fund your business right that is money that is just coming in and you just put it towards the business, right? So that's number one. And then two then, right? And think of your day job as such, right? And then two, I'd say there's a lot of habits and things that I end up having to work with my clients with to like switch and stuff. But I would say the first habit, I'd say the first habit, number one toxic habit is don't stay late after work. And why do I say don't stay late after work? At the moment that you have decided to do your business, you already know, you may not have admitted it, you may not have accepted it fully, but you already know that this day job is not gonna be your future. You already know that. Like you literally are, you know, you may not have committed to that yet mentally, but you know Mm. that. And also at the end of the day, if you are really serious about your business, then instead of staying an extra two hours every day at work at your day job, take those two hours and put it towards your actual business. Yeah. Right. Instead of sleeping at 2 a.m., you can sleep at 11 p.m. Right. Like a normal person. And essentially the principle of what I end up working with my life, my clients on as well, too, is that, you know, it's how you're doing it. Right. It's how you're doing what it is that you're doing. And the same principle applies even for your day job. Right. And I think about it in terms of, you know, if you do the analogy of people in their corporate job, how much time did you actually spend doing work versus like, you know, chit chatting with somebody on the teams or staying out in the kitchen or going out for that walk? And like, think about how much time you actually spent doing work. Right. Right. And your business is like the same, treat your business the same. Well, don't treat your business like that, but essentially the same efficiency rules apply there too, where it's think about what it is that you're actually doing in the time that you actually have available, right? Yep. There's a difference between someone who's, you know, just scrolling on Facebook, like, oh, I'm just going to check out, let's see what's happening, you know, versus the person who's saying, I'm going to go in these five groups. Oh, look, I'm going to message this person. Oh, I remember this person is a promising lead. Let me connect with them. Let me comment. Let me like their stuff. Same platform, two yep. different ways of being. How you're using it. Yep, exactly. I think that's a big point. And it's funny, you mentioned like uh, in, in a corporate job when you're working and you're using so much time there, but a lot of it's spent on things that don't, isn't necessarily work, you know, like you're chatting water cooler talk. And I read an article one time that in Germany or somewhere in a company, they worked less hours than we do in America. But the reason is, is because when they go into work, they work, there's no chit chat, just go get your job done and go home. And so like they come to America and they go to businesses here and see how people are working and people are coming up talking and like, Chit chatting, they're like, What are you doing? Like, we want to go home. Like, we don't want to be here any longer. Like, let me do my stuff, get done in four hours and be done with it. I'm like, That's brilliant. <laughs> Why? Yeah. It is. It is indeed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It, go, it goes to that, like, we just think we need to be there eight or 10 hours a day, 12 hours mm-hmm. a day to do our job when we could really condense it down and we're just being diligent and use our time wisely and get stuff done. And I think almost the same thing could be for building a business. I mean, yeah, it's going to take a lot of work, but if you use your time wisely and you use your time correctly, mm-hmm. I think you get a lot more done in less time. You do. You do. And I remember like even I remember in my day job, I literally committed to, I was like, I'm going to be on a 4.30 p.m. shuttle out the door because it was pre-COVID. So I was still, mm-hmm. so when I was in yep. the office, I was like, <laughs> I'm being a 4.30 p.m. shuttle out the door. Like I'm going to be on that shuttle. The shuttle waits for no one. So it's 4.30 p.m. or not a minute later. So I'm going to 4.30 p.m. shuttle and my laptop will stay at the office. Mm. My laptop stayed at the office and I was on a 4.30 p.m. shuttle on home. 
And then I used my personal laptop for my actual business once I got home at 6 p.m. But essentially it was, you know, finding those ties and breaking those out and just ensuring that, you know, when you commit to something, you dedicate to it. When you commit to that time, use it wisely. Right. And I know one of my clients, for example, you know, she, I told her like, okay, 5 p.m. You're going to close a lot because now she works from, she works from home. It was like mm-hmm. 5 p.m. You're going to close a laptop. And she's like, but Vanessa, I get so busy. Da, da, da. 5 p.m. Close mm-hmm. a laptop. All right. And I was like, just, just entertain me. Entertain your business coach. Entertain me tomorrow. Just close your laptop at 5 p.m. Right. And then essentially at the end of the week, we reconnected and she was like, oh my God, it felt so empowering. Like I just, you know, because essentially she tried to get all the work done by 5 p.m. Right. Yeah. When you actually commit to any at 5 p.m. and at 5 p.m. or whatever the shift may be that you're doing. Right. Yeah. And at the end of the day, with those constraints, you actually end up freeing yourself and freeing your mind too, to just work more efficiently and to just commit to actually getting the stuff done when you say you want to get it done. Mm, I like that. And just basically almost bucketing your time for certain things and then getting to it. Like it blows my mind. And that's why I didn't want to end up in a a nine to five that was like you work and then you're still on call when you get home and you need to answer. I feel like we believe that we always have to be available for nine to five. Mm -hmm. Like that rules our life. And I couldn't end up that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, a lot of people are in that. Right. Mm-hmm. And they honestly feel like I remember, you know, so when I quit my job, I mean, thinking about my coworkers, right. I'm the, on the last team that I had. It was just like, yeah. And it was one of those things where it was kind of sad to watch. Actually, I must yeah. say it's very sad to watch when you realize that, you know, there is another way and there are people with wonderful skills and talents who can live their life in a different way. And people who are instead, they're like sending you 11 p.m. emails. And you're like, why are you sending me email 11 p.m.? Like, go to sleep. <laughs> like, what? like yeah. the email can wait for 9 a.m. Like, it's not, we're not dealing with like North Korea here. Like, you literally, like, yeah. you can shut this email down at 11 p.m. at the end of the day. Yeah. And unfortunately, so many people are bogged on. And the same thing even happens with entrepreneurship and business, right? And that's why people end up being overworked. And it's like, mm-hmm. you respond to this email at 10 p.m. versus 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that big of a difference, right? It's like literally like you can wait till 8 (laughs) a.m. Like, you know, to answer the email or whatever it may be. That's a big thing I had to learn on my journey was I thought I had to reply instantly to everything, Mm -hmm. every message, Mm -hmm. every email, and it's just overwhelming. And so you get to a point where you have to realize like, okay, this time is when I'm going to reply to things and your business is not going to crumble if you only answer messages in this two-hour window each day. Like it's actually probably going to help you because you're going to be so focused on those messages then because that's all it is. And then the rest of your time can be focused on different activities fully instead of messaging over here, but working here and Mm -hmm. replying here, you know. And so, yeah, it was a huge thing I had to learn. Yeah. And that's and now we're going to get into essentially the mindset of it. right? I think the question you asked earlier in the show was Mm -hmm. like, is it that people are actually overworked or is that it's just a mindset thing? Right. So this is the part where, yes, they are actually overworked because they're doing a lot that they don't need to do. But also, (laughs) too. Right. There is a mindset behind why is it that you're doing all that stuff that you think you need to do. Right. And it's because of the pressure. Because a lot of entrepreneurs are ambitious people. Right. We're ambitious people. And so it's like, no, I got to like drive and make it happen. It's goals. And if I don't do it, if I don't answer the email before I go to sleep, the OMG, I'm a failure at entrepreneurship. (laughs) Like, oh, right. And it's like, no, like you can wait till 8 a.m. Right. And chances are that person is probably not looking at their email at 10 p.m. And if they are. They're probably not going to respond. They're probably like, oh, this person's crazy. Why did they send me an email at 10 p.m.? Mm-mm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's literally yeah. the thought process at the end of the day, really, when you think about it. <laughs> so I think it's true. And it's almost like we're seeking validation still mm. from other people 
because we don't want to necessarily let them down. I don't know. What do you think with that mindset of I need to answer everything right now, like looking for validation, do you think, or where do you think it comes from? It's looking for validation, but within the self. It's sort mm. of not from other people necessarily, but looking for validation right. from yourself. And because essentially it's at the end of the day, it's wanting to, to say that you did it, right? Because part of that whole, you know, hustle and work until 2 a.m. and all that stuff is really just about because you think other people are doing that and because you think they're being successful in doing that. And you're like, okay, it's my badge of honor. It's my badge of honor of entrepreneurship yeah. if I do this, right? And yeah. so then a lot of people end up getting into that whole like, it's my badge of honor. See, look, I'm working this hard and I'm doing it, right? And honestly, at the end of the day, there are other people who are just looking at you like, that's not inspiring. Like, that's yeah. really not motivating. It's like, wait, no, thank you. Right? right. And it's also just not necessary to at the end of the day. It's really just not necessary. But a lot of people do it, unfortunately. And then what happens? They get burned out. They get overworked or they decide to not do entrepreneurship or they just mm. switch businesses. They're like, oh, this business is just not working for me. But I tried my best. And it's like, no, you did it. You did the most, but you didn't need to do. You jogged in place, right? At best, you jogged in place. That's what you did, right? Mm. And then they go to another business. They do the same thing. And then you're like, yep. it's a business. The business is that wrong business idea. Next business. And it's just like this whole cycle. Process, yep. And then, yeah, it's this whole cycle. And it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate because I believe everyone should be an entrepreneur. Everyone can be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Everyone can make things happen in their lives and their business. And so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I just recently even re kind of bucketed my time now. So I had some more things come on. So I was like, okay, now I'm getting all over the place. I'm getting, mm. for me, it turns like, okay, anxiety. And it's great that you noticed that too. Great yeah. that you noticed that. And yeah. I was like, I've got to figure this out because I'm all over the place. My productivity is going down. Like I'm just overwhelmed now because I'm not being productive like I used to be. So what's wrong? I was like, okay. And so what I did, I took my calendar and every day is bucketed for a couple of main tasks on mm. that day. And that's all I do for that day. And so since starting has really lowered that anxiety, I've been more productive than I had been before because it's just that I'm focusing on and I seem to get it done a lot faster than I was before too. And I'm like, okay, sweet, this is perfect. And so, yeah, just tweaking that and just really being aware of my time and what I'm putting it towards and then scheduling that for me at least has really, I think, opened up to another level almost. Yeah. And for me, I know that when I get into like, that happens to me maybe like once, twice a year, mm -hmm. where I'll get into the moments where I get to them like, huh, I'm, I'm working on a lot of stuff here. Hmm. Right. And so what I do is I tell my, and also what I show my clients to do is I literally have like an actual paper journal and I just like map out seven columns and I'm like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then essentially it's pretty much just my way of showing myself like, okay, yes, I have these things on my item list. I can get them all done or I can't and I yeah. need to move something off the list. And, you know, I'll follow that schedule for like maybe like a week. But essentially, really, it's just a peace of mind, right? It's just really just mm. a peace of mind of understanding, you know, I had these things. I commit to that and I can make the commitment happen, right? Or yeah. something has to go. And so yeah. we just got to accept it and like it has to go. Yeah. But it's just like Warren Buffett says, write down like top 25 goals you ever want to do. Pick the top five and throw the. Oh, I think I read that article. Or something. Yeah, something like that. And it goes back, yeah, just our days, like it's so much, I think, simpler when you have things bucketed like that, because you look at the day and you're like, okay, this is what I'm working on today. This is it. I don't have to wonder. I have all this stuff to do. What should I work on? Which will be better today? Mm -hmm. It's like, you've already picked, you've already created that. And you can always tweak it a little bit like, oh, this day's not so good for all this calls. I need to switch it to this day and do what I was doing on that day, this day. And so it's a learning process, but you've got to dictate your time or it'll run away. You'll lose it. Yeah, it's very important for the person from nine to five as well, too, right? Because yeah. 
like you literally 24 hours in a day. Let's say you go to sleep. So you got like, let's say you say six, six hours. For me, I'll sleep in seven, seven hours of sleep a night. That's what I get while doing my business, doing my day job and all that stuff. But let's just say six, eh, minimum, let's say six. Okay, you got 18 hours left in your day. Then you got your day job. Okay, you got 10 hours. Let's say you're not commuting. You're just working from home. You just open a laptop and you close the laptop. Okay, cool. So you got 10 hours left. Oh, wait, you got kids too? Okay, cool. So now you got to like make them full. You got virtual homeschooling, interruptions, mm-hmm. all that jazz. Okay, great. Oh, you have to get them ready for bed. All right, cool. So let's say you got like five, six hours left in the day. Oh, but you have a spouse. Maybe you care about them. So maybe you want to hang out with them for like an hour. Okay, cool. So I got five hours in a day. Great. You have five hours left in your day for your business. Oh, wait, then you also got to take care of yourself to eat and stuff. But let's just say you have five hours in a day, right? Okay, great. So now you got five hours in a day. What are you going to do in those five hours, right? Yeah. The thing is, I always say to people, there are times when people, like, they had their day job and they're doing their business. And there are times where they'll say, this actually happened to me too, where I said, man, if I just had, if I just didn't have the day job, I have so much more time for my business. Like, I just had so much more time for my business if I didn't have a day job, right? And even with my productivity, expertise, and mastery, I was like, you know, I just have so much more time for the business. And really, I just like hated the boss. I was just like, man, I just have so much more energy for the business. But with that being said, it was like, I have so much more time for the business. And a lot of people though, for them, it's like, in their minds though, that time equates to more success mm-hmm. when it really doesn't. Because if you're still jogging in place, having more time to jog in place keeps you jogging in place. Like it doesn't yeah. get you closer to the finish line of the marathon if you're just still jogging in place, right? And so right. at the end of the day, it's not so much, you know, like having more time, it's what you're doing in that time that you do have, right? Someone can build it, grow a business with five hours a week. Someone can grow a business with 40 hours a week. Like literally, I have people who are full-time entrepreneurs. Well, I was doing my business with my day job and I was doing my own thing. And they like would come to me and be like, Vanessa, it just seems like you have like 26 hours in a day. What are you doing? <laughs> people like without kids, people who just doing their business on their own with just themselves came to me and would ask me that question, right? Because it's not so much, you know, that you don't have less time or more time. It's what you're doing with that time. Absolutely. So I'm curious, what do you think maybe you're like top three ways people can utilize their time better? The time they do have, what should they be focusing on? Maybe like the top three things. Yes. You know, I want to focus on marketing for this. Mm. I want to focus on marketing for this because marketing sales are two key important parts of business. Mm -hmm. And so I want to focus on essentially some efficient marketing strategies that people can use. Right. And so number one, that whole concept or not concept, but misperception that, you know, you need like five hours to do your marketing. No. Okay. Less than 20 minutes. Each day you can do something related to your marketing in less than 20 minutes. Right. You can post something online to help work towards building your brand in less than 20 minutes. Literally, you just decide on which type of post you're going to do, whether it's an information post, I call it the value post, information mm. education, it's a promotional post that's like related to your actual paid product, or it's like a life post, right? Something mm. related to your family or like something that you like, something that you don't like, whatever it may be, right? So of those three posts, which one are you going to do for that day? That's two minutes to make a decision. That's it. It's not that complicated. You make that decision, it's two minutes, literally, right? This is not, oh, but then what about, no, 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 two minutes, right? <laughs> and then from there, you actually create the post, right? That's less than 15 minutes, maximum 15 minutes to create that post. What is a post, right? A post is some words and it's either a picture or a video. Yeah. That's it. It is not so complicated. Like it is a words or it's a picture or a video. If you want to get real complicated, okay, fine. Maybe it's like hashtags on Instagram. Literally just go on someone else's post, copy, paste the hashtags, put on your post. Like literally like it's not that complicated people, right? Or just put right. like, what is it that your post is about? That those are your hashtags, right? So create your post is words and then it's like a photo or a video, right? And that works for YouTube. That works yep. for Facebook. That works for LinkedIn. That works for Instagram. That works for, like, it works for so many different platforms. It's words and it's either a picture or a video, right? Yep. It takes you maximum 15 minutes. 
And then you spend one minute, you actually post the post. Takes yeah. you one minute to post the post. That's it, right? You copy paste the words you just came up with, you upload the video, upload the photo, bam, boom, post, all done, right? Less than 20 minutes each day that you can put something out there in the market that further builds your brand and further builds that trust mm. with the people you want to build your trust with. There you go, right? One. Then you got the people who say, but Vanessa, like, but for YouTube, I do this thing. For LinkedIn, I got to do this other thing. Facebook, I got to do this other thing. Okay, there are two things there. One, first of all, you only really need only one social media platform as a solopreneur. Yes. You only need one social media platform as a solopreneur, right? Number two is called repurposing your content. Yep. Repurposing your content, right? I remember when I was like, I essentially, once when COVID started, I decided to go digital. I, I had to go digital, I guess. And when I say I went digital, essentially, and I like started my Facebook business page after COVID. And I was a business prior to that, but I started my Facebook business page after COVID when COVID pandemic, you know, hit the floor. And I was in California at the time. And mm-hmm. I started my Facebook business page. And I was like, okay, I'm going to commit to 365 days of going live every single day. At the time that we're live in this right now, I'm on like 347, no, 349 awesome. episodes. But essentially it was like, okay, whatever I do for that live, <laughs> I'm just going to take that description, put it on Instagram, and then I'm either going to put a snip of the video or I'm just going to like take five words, put it on a Canva thing at the background and bam, post, right? Yeah. Then LinkedIn, it was just like, here's a link to the video. Here are the words description. Boom. Literally, that's it. It literally took, at the beginning, it took me 30 minutes because I was new to it. But yeah. then <laughs> it took me like five minutes, right? Yep. And the thing is, at the end of the day, it's, you know, so if you want to do that, if you still don't know which social media platform to do, there's that. But really, at the end of the day, you should be choosing one social media platform, one platform, yep. literally one platform, right? And how do you choose that one platform? Great question. And it's a synergy between your audience, like where's your audience hanging out? And how do you like to communicate with people, right? Mm-hmm. Where's your audience hanging out? How do you like to communicate with people? If you don't like videos, then don't do YouTube. YouTube is literally just all videos. You can put some words in the description, but it's just all videos. If you don't like videos, don't do YouTube. Say you're reaching out to senior citizens in nursing homes, mm-hmm. right? Like you may not want to be on TikTok. TikTok, yeah. TikTok may not be the platform that you want to go on. No, no, I don't think so. But, um, you know, but you might try to find maybe some other ways or methods to reach them, right? So yeah. essentially it's like, where do people hang out and how do you like to communicate and put that together? Right. And then I know, like, for example, clothing boutiques, it's really Instagram is really popular for them. Right. Coaches and consultants. Facebook is popular, depending on your niche. You might also try LinkedIn. Right. Depending on your niche. Instagram may also be a route, too. Right. But it's like, what is the one social media platform that you're going to focus on, commit on? Right. And chances are that if you have maybe you're listening to this right now and you're watching this right now, you're like, I have three platforms, Vanessa. Listen, there's one of them that's most effective than the other two. (laughs) <laughs> like, and I remember for me when, for me, it ended up being Facebook. So I was like, well, looks like I stopped reposting the Instagram and LinkedIn. Honestly, I did it less sparingly. I was like, well, let me just put my attention towards Facebook. And occasionally mm. I'll post a LinkedIn and, and Instagram, right? And that's what it came down to. And then Facebook became my main platform and I have a community over a thousand people. And it's great. It's amazing. Yeah. But one platform, choose that platform. That's going to be your post of the post. And then some other things that people, you know, maybe thinking about, there seems to be a trend as well, too. I've seen a lot of people who come to my group recently versus like earlier in the group where they're just like, mm-hmm. oh, I tried a bunch of ads and then like didn't work and da 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 It seems to be like a thing not everyone's trying to Facebook ads. Okay, cool. It's a thing, people. And I do Facebook ads too, right? I'm also doing organic outreach. And I'm not someone who's going to tell, like literally, I believe every marketing strategy works. Every marketing strategy works. Otherwise, it would not exist. It would be another mm-hmm. MySpace. It would not exist. (laughs) It just would not exist. If it didn't work, it wouldn't exist. And so every marketing strategy works, but essentially there's only one marketing strategy that works for you and your business and your life. (laughs) And essentially, Mm. right? 
And if you are like, oh, I need to be on this platform tweeting every hour and you don't have the patience or time to tweet every hour, then don't be on Twitter. Like that's not the platform for you. That's right. it. And so every marketing platform works and there's only one that works for really you and your business and your life. And so, you know, I had this whole thing where for people, let's say you're deciding between free marketing versus paid marketing. Literally the key question there, do you have play money? Right. <laughs> a lot of people are like, you know, like, see Chris last because you know what I'm talking about, right? Do yeah. you have play money? Because when it comes down to it, like paid marketing is not going to work day one. It is a testing, right? right? And it's all about testing it. It's all about, you know, the patience as well, too, with testing patience as well as funds when it comes to testing. And so you have to be ready to waste money. Like you literally have to be ready to waste money if you're going into advertising, paid ads. And this is Facebook ads, Google ads, Instagram ads, YouTube ads. Like you have to be ready to waste money. That's what it comes mm. down to. And so if you don't have play money, if you're sitting there and you're like, man, this $1,000 needs to work like today. Otherwise, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like you need to stick with free marketing. You need to stick with free marketing. Like, I need you to go back to your friends, text them. Like, you need to stick with free marketing. Like, pay marketing is not for you at the end of the day. You need to save your money, invest in a coach, right? Invest in a mentor, yeah. invest in a course, but do not invest in paid advertising if that is the state that you're in. And so that's really the quick, easy way to decide whether or not you yeah. should be moving forward. That's a lot of tips there. No, that's <laughs> awesome. A lot of good stuff there because that can be a reason people get overworked or feel overwhelmed with everything, trying to do all the marketing. So, and I think that's a good especially when people are starting out, solopreneurs growing with the day job, being able to have those actual marketing tips really cut down on a lot of that. And so great information, Vanessa, on just becoming less overworked and really just being productive versus busy. And then with the marketing, just how to use your time wisely in a short amount of time, it's doable. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of that. So much people can take away. So I hope they're taking notes. If you're listening, I hope you're jotting stuff down and not go back, listen to this again and start taking some actionable tips right now. But Vanessa, before we kind of wrap up, I do ask one question to my guests and it has to do with the fifth trade of pencil leadership, which is we're all created uniquely and with a purpose to leave a positive mark in the world. And so when everything is said and done here on earth for you, what do you hope your positive mark is? Great question. I've been thinking about that since I was eight years old. I'll answer the question, but essentially when I was eight years old, I, you know, had this vision in my mind and it was like, I was thinking to myself, like, how about my funerals look like? Mm. And so I remember just thinking about people at my funeral and like me just looking at, looking down at them, like, mm, what are you doing? <laughs> and essentially I remember just thinking about some stranger who wasn't really in my immediate sphere, who would come up to someone who is in my immediate sphere, so like a close friend, and be like, oh, how do you know Vanessa? Oh, I'm like her her best friend. Oh, how do you know Vanessa? Oh, well, she just like, her XYZ, like just really helped me out. And it's just so great and amazing, right? And so I remember thinking that when I was eight years old. And fast forward, you know, now I'm in entrepreneurship, and I see that, you know, coming more to fruition, but when I, how I want to leave the market world is essentially a $10 billion empire with community centers around the country that are improving people's financial education, improving their way of life, getting them access to resources and information that they need. So they become better versions of themselves and continue to inspire their family around them, right? Because it's the self that inspires the people around you and it can lead to just a much more positive and happier way of being and a way of life. And so that is the market I want to leave the world. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Big, big mark, which is an amazing thing to have. Aim for the stars. That's really cool to be able to, that's your goal, to be able to have and give information for people to better themselves. So where can people find you? Where can they find out more about your vision, Catalyst, and connect with you on social media? 
Yes. So essentially, I my main platform is on Facebook, uh, but I'm also on LinkedIn. If you search for Vanessa Zami, you'll find me. You're also welcome to I have a best-selling ebook as well, so you're welcome to check that out on Amazon called Finish: The Solopreneur's Guide to Getting Stuff Done. And for those who are interested, and just follow me on Facebook, or if you want more information about, I have a business accelerator where I coach clients one-on-one for on their business and on strategies to keep them moving forward um, and efficiently and effectively. And so you're welcome to reach out to me and find me on Facebook. Just send me a DM. I am there. Cool. Well, yeah, everybody get connected with her, continue to learn how to stop being overworked and get more done. So Vanessa, again, thank you for being on Pencil Leadership. Thank you for having me, Chris. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.